Hi and welcome everyone to the 67th episode of Serum Rocks. This is Gustav Westerlund and today's podcast will be about who is Marcus. And with me today I have Marcus Erlandsson from Dynavigate. Welcome Marcus Erlandsson. Hi, thank you. This is a bit uh, different uh, from, from with you having being the interviewee and uh, not being the interviewer, right? Yeah, it feels uh, a bit odd actually, but I'm hoping it will go okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try to be a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always helpful. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Swedish. We can't really do uh, we we're, we we don't really do bad bad stuff, right? <laughs> uh, well, let's tell ourselves that. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll tr- we'll try to anyway. Yeah. Well, I think first of all, I think this uh, the reason why we're doing this is that you've had this blog for five years now, and uh, so it's like a five year anniversary. And um, we I, we thought that well, maybe it's, uh, everybody wants to know who 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 is Marcus uh, and. Um, so first of all, uh, who are you and, and where do you work? So the people can actually know a bit about you, right? All right. So I am a CRM consultant, a technical one. So I call myself a developer and I open Visual Studio every day. And I like to code and do stuff with code. So that's my sort of, I'm addicted to code. And uh, me and my colleague uh, recently started a new company. So we're just the two of us and we're calling it Dynavigate. It's like Dynavics and Navigate in one word. So Dynavigate. Dynavigate. And of course, we call ourselves Dynavigators then. Like oh, yeah. Terminators, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please don't kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we will be back. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So I, I, I had this discussion, I think with, it was with Gus Gonzalez and he said, that uh, uh, well, if you work with SSIS, uh, that's not really development. So I just have to ask you: um, when you say that you're a developer, uh, what languages are, do you work with? Well, I mostly do C sharp, yeah. so that's backend stuff, and then of course uh, JavaScript for client side, and and then extending CRM. That's most of my work. So making other system work with CRM and making custom pages and stuff like that to extend CRM that the product doesn't do out of the box. Okay, yeah. yeah. So have you tra- have you tried any of the uh, like uh, stranger stuff integrating to CRM like with from PHP or something like that? Uh no. Uh well, I don't do code in PHP and on other languages. <laughs> I mostly then do things that so PHP folks can talk to CRM more easily because it used to be just SOAP and and if you were Java based or something else then those people didn't like us very much. Okay. But yeah. that's mostly gone now, so it's it's basically just extending CRM. And that keeps me busy actually and, okay. and I like that. Yeah you do. Okay. So so uh, do do you do the uh, data shuffling stuff with the SSIS or scribe and that that as well? Yeah, I, I do that sometimes, but mostly not. Well, if if they come to me with an, an offer, that's because they don't have tools like that. It, uh, my customer, that is. It's probably because they have some other tool that they would like me to work with, that they have a file-based, uh, that they keep sending XML files back and forth, and they drop it in the phone. You should pick it up and send it them backwards. Yeah, so I, I, I usually say that I do from workshop to support so that's everything in between there so mm. 
sometimes I call myself a CRM janitor. If you want it done, prayer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can probably work with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, would you? What would you say if if you were? Uh, are you? I I strong. I think that uh, working with the Hasias, you are actually working. You are a developer, and you you do coding. Uh, Gus doesn't agree with me. <laughs> so, whose side are you on? Are you are you with me or with Gus? <laughs> um, uh, well, then I would say if it goes on version control, and I would say that SSIS should really go into version control, then I would say you're a developer. Yes. So, okay. Uh, okay. Then you qualify as a web developer for me. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're with me then. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. with you there. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. So I, I, apart from that, I think that you do have a family, right? Yeah, so I live in an apartment in south of Sweden. Uh, so that's my wife and uh, two kids. And they're two and four-year-old now, so two boys. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, that life and have had a long vacation for like seven weeks or something like that. And I thought it would never end, but uh, it did. Mm, seven weeks, that sounds nice. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. with the parental leave here in Sweden. Super nice. And with this summer that we've had here over in Europe, it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. But so when now you were working with your own company, did, how does that work with parental leave? Are you... When it works together with the customer, that's always good. Uh, so when they don't have anyone uh, at their place, then I take some time off. Mm. And uh, well. Okay. Uh, usually right. with discussion with a customer, it usually works out best for everyone. Eh? So as long as uh, you have good leadway and you're taking it a couple of months in advance and telling them this, should that work and should this work, then then you most of the time just uh, it, it makes it happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like I like it as well. Okay, so what do you do when you don't do CRM and working with, with that in... Uh... Do you, do you well, do soccer or karate or do you skydiving or do you box or whatever you do what do you do no i i tend to do a lot of crm actually not that i work <laughs> so much i mean paid work that is uh then i i go and find stuff either i i try to find people to talk to on this show or i just busy and, and and go to just watch some telly with my wife. That's when the kids have gone to bed and it's eight o'clock in the evening here. And yeah, that's when you're tired and just want to sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so it's uh, you need you need some rest and just you need some some time with your wife as well. So so I think when I talk to people working with with Dynamics, uh, you hear all these amazing stories of how people start working with Dynamics. Uh, it's everybody like from being in a, uh, some people I think I've heard even there be being like, uh, somebody was a, even a hairdresser, I think, uh, started working with Dynamics, uh, which is an amazing story. <laughs> so I, I heard that you you also were, uh, you also came in to Dynamics from, from like from, from a different side or from a different direction. Yeah, I was a C-sharp developer and uh, I was working at BizTalk. I was, we were free in, in my group and it was a small company. And then the, it was a manager and two developers and then the manager quit. Then the manager next to us just took pity on us and, and we too, we moved into the CRM group and uh, happened. Then we had to change, okay, what's CRM and got some internal education and then we were off and I haven't looked back since. So it was, it was really good actually. 
So you like you got a, you were like Swedish and you got adopted by a Norwegian family and then all, all of a sudden you were Norwegian. Yeah, pretty much like that. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that works. And it, was, and it was my first serum manner that I have, and the best manner I've ever had. And 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 now I don't really have a manner. I haven't had one for quite a time, but it still was really good, actually. So I mean, I learned a lot, and it was uh, fun to to get going in CRM. And I thought it was this is uh, it solves a lot of problems that I didn't find in other areas I, I mean it, that i did find in others like uh, the platform and all of that that you didn't have to take care of stuff as a developer though mm. yeah i agree i think the platform i love the platform <laughs> i've been working with it a long time and i really love it um so uh, talking about the, about the platform and the product so so there's uh, there's a lot lots of change going on right now with power apps and flow and cds and lots of this other stuff just or everything moving around. So if you if you had to pick one thing that one or two things have that's been uh, happening the, like the last year um, that you think that maybe had a big that that made the big change for the product or just for you in one of your like your your one of your products, what what would that be? Uh, that's actually a bit harder for me because uh, under the cover, many okay, many things have changed, but not too much i mean if you look back it, it was soap before if you sort of a developer point of view and then the big change for me was probably when the old data and rest endpoints got introduced and and talking to crm from front end like javascript got a lot easier and much more fun to do before it was so much hassle and now it's just a lot easier and faster and you get actually much more value out of it for the customer. So that's not the last year, it's a couple of years of versions back now. But that's the thing that I can relate to for that because it saved me so much time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but still that, I mean, that, that API is becoming better and better all the time. And they're, they're, they're extending it. So I think it's still, I think it's still valid at that point, so it, right? Yeah, yeah, they they keep changing it, and and each version now they have their version number in the endpoint. So, well, uh, that's that's easier for them to change. Then, so yeah, it's a good thing that they're keep evolving the product and adding those things for us as a developer as well for the customers and users, so they get more value out of the invested time and money. Mm. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if we look into the future then, and um, there's there's Microsoft just released this uh, roadmap uh, this summer uh, when both you and I had vacation, and uh, I think we didn't really bother about reading the roadmap during our vacation, but maybe you have now. Um, and uh, is there anything especially special about the roadmap, or generally uh, that that you think is is especially exciting, or that you think is going to change change a lot? Okay, then two things come to mind. First is the introducing of, as they call it, I think they call it AI, but uh, to me it's more of a machine learning type of thing, that they're going to make uh, suggestions on 
how you can prioritize like opportunities that they've had in the app source before that you can okay if if you have you can analyze the notes and all of the fields and values and and sort of okay this is easiest for you to go after so go after that first because it's easier win based on what the wins you've had earlier so i think the sales part of that is actually a lot interesting to me and and the other one is yeah the customer driven update that they've sort of removed now so everyone will have the same code base a wherever you are and have feature flags that you will turn on for the the the, the big new things that you sort of okay we opt in for this for that like they've been doing with organization insights customer insights before but uh, it looks like they're going to do it with more features now. So that's the two main feet things for me. Mm. I don't have to bother if if I sort of go to a new customer or they're online. What does that mean? Is it a two? Is it nine zero? Where are they? And what what was that now again? If they're online, then they're all the same. So how how but but for for the for the, for the last point that you you made there about but they're they're not doing the customer driven updates. I mean, for for the TLS, uh, where they introduced TLS 1.2 in in version 9.0, uh, that was like a breaking update if you had co- had integrating code. Uh, yeah, true. So, so let's say that they do something else that's uh, that's a breaking update in for integrating code. For, for just, yeah, you, if you want an example, they find a vulnerability in TLS 1.2 and then have to yeah, break yeah, that yeah. and go to 1.3. Yes, uh, I mean for, for that could happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not probably will. It's not impl- um, implausible at all, uh-huh. and and then uh, so what would uh, and that 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 would not be customer driven. That would they would update that and that would break everybody's systems uh, globally. Um, how 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 would you how do you see that? Yeah, the, then I mean the last one was change the references, recompile, redeploy. It was pretty fast, pretty easy because it was sort of a integrated feature of the framework so that one had sort of the benefits of as a developer i don't really have to do any actual work i just have to sort of fix the error and and from my point of view that's a security fixes that they're doing then the other option is not doing anything and data getting lost or i don't mean that you lose it but someone else get hold of it and that's probably worse Mm. so considering the options that a security thing like this could imply then that probably is a good thing to force people to know you have to be safe and secure first then we can talk about other stuff i mean cloud everyone is paranoid as it is so that's good. If it's other things, I'm not sure. Then we have to think of an example. Like they're removing SOAP endpoint from the 2011. Yeah. Then or they, or, that... they, or if, they, if, they, if they're removing support for features in the... Uh, like for instance, removing... Uh, dialogues. Dialogues or they're removing, like for instance, uh, specific uh, SDK calls in the JavaScript, for instance. Uh, API calls in SD, uh, you know, that they changed, yeah. changing that, so that they did that before. 
Yeah, they have done that before, and and most of the time they are deprecating that stuff, and then you know in advance it will be gone in a version or two. So that has been done before. Now, then you have an actual deadline. Mm -hmm. It will be gone by the next version or a version after that. And once it gets in the release note, we will remove it. Then you get the, okay, this is the final date. Let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, what's the other option? Keeping it forever? Well, no, no, no. I, I, I think, I think, I think it's, I think, I think they're definitely, definitely. Well, so let's look at the other side. What's, what, what do you think are the advantages of doing this? The advantage of is like comparing it to old browsers. Microsoft had had Internet Explorer and they've struggled with it because it has backward compatibilities to ie5 built into it so every time they developed something new they had to make sure it worked for 11 that's the current ie version then 10 9 8 and 7 and 5 skipping 6 for some reason but that's that's so much work for microsoft then to to keep that working so they just oh enough let's not do that anymore let's keep go another product and entirely go with edge so we don't have to keep keep that backpack anymore so then you sort of go into that situation that dynamics would be like ie and i don't want that to happen either so for me that's that's like picking between two bad options and and i think this is the better one of those two Mm. well yeah okay yeah, I think I think it's a good. I think it's a valid point. I think, but but I think it's only partially correct because I mean, with the customer-driven updates, you will still be forced to upgrade sooner or later. Uh, but I, I think that the the cost of having a a underlying architecture that supports like currently, I think it's more maybe four versions, something like that, that they have having today. I think they are having nine point nine zero two. It's 8.2, 8.1, and I think you can probably still have uh, 8.0, right, <laughs> in online. Um, and I think having all of those versions in supporting that is pro- that, that's that's running driving a lot of costs for Microsoft, and that cost could probably be used a lot better if we had it all in one version. Yeah, you're correct. The customer-driven update, you don't get the option to stick with the version forever. But uh, but now it's it's even faster and and I mean with apps on your phone do you have that option? Not really. Mm. I mean they they get updated and then you have the update. Yeah, yeah. It's like with the software on the phone itself. It it just gets updated. Yeah, Windows yeah. as well. And uh, so more and more things are like the subscription. Well, you don't really care about the software as long as. Well, it's working, but uh, I mean, that's sort of the model that more and more things are getting into. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, from a customer perspective from that, I would say if you, the more you develop code on top of the platform, the harder it will be for to have a platform that, that is constantly updating itself, right? Yeah, yeah. that is true. So what what would you say would be the... The, the the future for uh, for having a lot of code in the platform. Well, um, I've always been against to having code for the sake of code. 
it's always okay what can we solve with the code that we can't do elsewhere sort of make processes easier and integrations easier to other systems and other features that's not in the box mm. so so that's where i have my focus and and if you have a lot of code base i mean i have a project right now that's upgrading from 2011 and to still on premise on 8.2 then and then been going and it's not that it's taking a year but it's political reasons as well that's i mean other things are updating so we can't update at the same time as them and it's just that Yes, it is a lot of things that are building to it and we have to verify and update 1500 people and 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 and, and things just sort of okay it's getting to a, a big product but that's also the reason for sticking behind I mean, if they've updated every re- version perhaps it wouldn't be as much because mm. it's smaller steps all the time and and um, i i almost just forgot your question well what do i think about uh, i'm I mean, not I, sure what i think actually i mean i think that, uh, from my perspective i think that the the, the there will be a, i think larger customers will pr- probably have the power to be able to, to still work with code um I think that smaller customers and medium-sized customers will probably have to think once or twice before actually starting to code because the maintenance of that code in in a, in a platform that is constantly updating itself uh, is not very easy. And the, I think the partners need to think about their business model to on how to manage and, ma- and maintain the code um, because I mean you you have to. You have to be on top of the code all the time if you are if you are actually selling code to your customers. Uh, yeah, and it's the same with the ISVs. Perhaps even more for them if you have yeah, a yeah. product based on CRM or integrating to CRM, then you have to support like some versions on premise still because like my customers, they're still working with that because yeah, well they haven't got the time to actually fix what's needed to go online it's not that they don't want to it's not that they can't but they prioritize business other business features instead of that and and as as you say i think you're correct i mean enterprise and, and big customers yeah they will still have that option uh, if you really want to stick then then install it yourself and run with it 2006 it's called crm 365 on premise but uh, you you can still still stick with that and it's available for some time still mm. uh, i'm not sure how how long longer but uh, support yeah. will end in three years or something five years from 8.2 yeah. at least so that's uh, still some time yeah but and, and i think that the i mean i think the isvs will probably love this because i mean an isv card today will have to support like as many versions online and on-prem but in the future there will be only be one version online so that will be a lot easier for the isvs they will have to be stay on top of of the but they currently have to stay on top of it of the online versions anyway <laughs> because there will always be one customer that they might have that will be updating will go be having the latest version um right so yeah, so i think that from an isv perspective they it will probably be easier to have it this way um because you only have one version um, so I think they will love it, and that that's that's probably a good thing because I think that that would mean that it will be easier for ISVs. The cost of maintaining a product for ISVs will mean that we'll have more ISVs, right? 
Uh, yeah, and more features in the products that are there as well. Yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. they they have the option to invest more in R and D or development and 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 sticking with CRM for longer time. And and the competitors are not inside CRM. For us, the competitors are in Salesforce. Of course. Correct? Yes, yes. I love CRM. I love everybody who works with CRM. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah. that's why we keep doing this. I mean, because we, we want to beat the other guys. Yes. And the other guys aren't like me versus you. It's us versus Salesforce. Yes, and the other guys from Lund. I don't know what they call yeah. them. I forget, I forget their name all the time. Yeah. No. yeah. Lime. <laughs> no, move. Don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, okay. So, uh, and, and then we were talking about AI and machine learning. And just just for like the protocol, so I, I hear these like these words all the time. I actually studied a bit of this in the, in the university. But how would you differentiate these terms, AI and machine learning? What, I mean, are they the same or are they not? Uh, so for me, AI is much broader. It comprises of machine learning and a lot other stuff as well. I mean, big neural networks could probably be AI and other technologies and, and features but machine learning is a much more narrow okay we had a have a set of data uh, can we extract uh, correlations out of that so that's more machine learning for me ai could be everything from a chatbot to yeah machine learning as well as a lot of other stuff mm, yeah I think so too. I think AI, the the I the, the there, that's in the intelligence part. You need to have something something more, like Siri, for instance, or Cortana. That there's some some something more than just a pattern recognition. I think the term AI can also be the broader in a more sort of sense that we think about it. When we solve a problem, then we don't call it AI. Then we call it machine learning. Because that's that's now the technical term for it, or we call it speech recognition. For 10 years ago, that would probably be called AI, because we weren't very good at it. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, I, when, I do, when I do training, uh, especially for customers, I sometimes ask them uh, in the beginning of the training, how would you define CRM? Um, and I get these like, sometimes it's weird answers. Uh, so I would like to answer, uh, ask you, uh, how do you define CRM? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one, actually, because um, do I just call it as sales? No, I think that's too narrow because it's it could just be sales and customer service and all of the things that you do together with the customer. So... For me, it's it's much more relationship than it's management, and it can be more than customers as well, actually. So I'm not sure where to to draw the line. What's not CRM? Uh, I mean, if you talk product wise, then I know what CRM dynamic CRM is, but I I think you're addressing what you mean by the term CRM here, right? I'm asking you. <laughs> What 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 you would define? I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to put any words into your mouth. Um. So if you go with the term, then then that would probably be my okay. 
how do you work what's your relationship what's the why do people buy from you instead of your customers look at that what's what's making you unique in the marketplace uh, and and how can we bring that out together with dynamic serum to get the best out of sort of your brand your niche and what you do so that's like my take on the whole CRM and what we can do with this platform and product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a it's a good answer. Uh, it's definitely a lot broader than some some people I've asked <laughs> I've asked about this. I think especially just like you said in the beginning when you said that it's not just sales because that's exactly what some people said said well it's like sales management it's like sales force automation. Um, uh, which is interesting that somebody named a product after that um, because it's not, right? <laughs> no, I mean, sales is the Salesforce automation plat- module inside 365. So that's probably where I would go for that. So I, I think that's too narrow for, for yeah, just yeah. taking CRM. I mean, it's to me, it's more the relationship. And, 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 I, and from, from, my, from my perspective, I would say it's it's partly a way of organizing your company it's partly uh, a way of defining processes, right? A way of how, how to how to how to actually work, and then you have systems to support that. Um, but the systems and routines might be on whiteboards. If you are a very small company, you don't you might not need a system, a digital system for that. Um, so I think that the important thing is to have a a customer oriented. Uh, organization which is focused in, focusing on customers at, uh, and the customer relationships uh, and that's like working with working CRM and I've seen from my perspective I've seen like I think I think you've probably seen this as well if you work with large companies and where they're where they definitely do not work CRM have you have you recognized anything, anything similar like that oh, you're describing my everyday <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunate it's Unfortunately, it's very easy to pick on details when when you see them in front of you instead of thinking about, okay, we're losing half of our leads, but this report is not pixel perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and, and then it's easier to, 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 to notice the, the report because that's the thing that you can see and point to. Yes. Half of the leads that you're missing out, it's not so visible, and therefore people tend to not focus on that so much. But that's a that that's a problem. That I mean, a focus problem. Yeah. Uh, that that you, it's more easily to focus on the things that you see in front of you than the the things that you're missing out on opportunities that you're missing. Out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I actually I actually described. Uh, what CRM was to a, a friend of mine when I, he asked me on, on the on the train, um, and after I got off of the train, I, a, a, an unknown woman stopped me and said, t- "said This is, sounds so good. You have to talk to more companies about this because they really need it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think I think that's, that's, like that's, that. that's our mission. I think that we need we need to sort of we need to bring CRM to all these companies in the world and make them better so that their customers. Can experience the, the what happens when they get really good CRM because they get better service, right? 
Yeah. I think I had a blog once where I had that tagline, make the world a better place, one serum installation at a time. Yes, yes. I would love that. That's a super tagline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was some time ago. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You see you see those that was sometimes, yeah. So um, so have you had diff- different different kinds of jobs? Have you worked uh, like on the customer side or have you just been a consultant? No, I've just been a consultant. And... and- I'm pretty unfortunate, so I don't actually work very much inside CRM myself. So that's a lacking that I've feel, felt for quite some time. And I've been working with CRM for like a decade? No, probably not that much. Perhaps eight years then. And, and during most of the time, I haven't been allowed into my sort of own dynamic CRM or sort of, yeah register opportunities and and see how the salespeople within my own organization using crm because of either trust or either like oh it's costing too much because it's one more license for you pay for that but but nowadays uh, just like a couple months ago when i me and my colleagues did started we of course adopted crm like the second day so now I can actually register, feel some pains in Outlook that people been complaining about. And I've been like, what, what, what's, what's that pain you're suffering? And now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, I can feel that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's very good that people are using system, of course. Um, but I it's also uh, I can also I think that it's actually not that they didn't trust you. I think they, they there's a significant license cost to CRM, and, and they don't generally just like throw them out, right? Uh, well, if we work with CRM, from my point of view, then you should have that because then you know or experience the pain and sort of, okay, I have a workaround for that because I do X, Y, Z instead. And and then you know those things when you, people come complaining to you about it when you go to the customers and that's so valuable. If you're like a question mark like I've been, then yeah, not so much. I, I, think, I, think it, I think that would be valid if people actually did work in the system. Uh, I think that the, the, I think you might be the exception to to developers actually going into the CRM system and working in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, probably I think, mo- I think most developers they would still just stay in Visual Studio. May they go into Git and they say if you get them to go into uh, and, and actually it's actually s- sign off on some some um, uh, yeah in you know on on the boards and uh, say that they're done with stuff. I think that's good. <laughs> I mean, if you have a developer like me that's interested in looking at the CRM system that they have themselves, then that, well, my opinion is let them. Yeah, but I, I think it's, um, I think I, I, I agree. If, if they actually do work with it, I think it's, then it's, it's worth it. But it's uh, if it's not, if they, if they generally people are, they're very focused on what they what they need to do, uh, and they do that. And they, if it's it's nice to have, it's probably a. Part. That's my perspective on it. Anyway. That's what I think. I don't think it's. I don't think it was any malicious thought to it and the lack of trust in the way. That's what I would think. <laughs> but I. I think. I think. I think generally. I think. I think that you should think well. Well of people. Uh, okay. Um, so any any fun stories from your work life when you were working Dynamics 365 that you want to share? Fun stories. Well, I have some horror stories. That's yeah. always fun to hear. It's fun for us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was this one time when I was working with two customers 
uh, at the same time then, of course. And for some reasons, really stressed out because we should be two and then we were just me and I was working crazy hours. And then I got the, until deployment and, and, and you know, sometimes you have to deploy off of business hours. So I was supposed to go home, do the release and I was so close to the that was so this is back in the CRM4 for area where you didn't have any managed solution and any of that mm. so i was so close to uploading the wrong solution file to the wrong customer oh. it was like you have this okay. <laughs> that would have been bad <laughs> yeah, that would have ruined my entire weekend that's how bad that would have been I mean, I wouldn't have lost any data, just a lot of work. <laughs> yes, a lot of work. A lot of work. I mean, you mean, you, you know this dialogue where you uh, import the solution and you are on the last one and you're like, okay, let's do this. And I was at that step oh. when I just realized, <gasps> cold sweat, <laughs> this is not right. I'm at the wrong place. And I... Uh, I I can only blame that I was so stressed out. And then when I call and uh, when I uh, talk to my colleagues, the I mean the work day after was probably three days later, like Monday or something. They were like, "Oh man, that was that was really bad." And I know, <laughs> I know, I know. So that was that was that was probably the worst part that I could have just ruined their system for a couple of days. Yeah. So from that from that day, you are always always having uh, automated deployments, right? Mm, no, no. <laughs> I wish I had, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, perhaps just a bit more cautious uh, how to deliver things and keeping separate. Uh, but I mean, it's still still doable for me at least. But. Uh, uh, working with multiple customers and having that sort of uh, thing, but uh, nowadays I have more computers, like one for each customer, and can't really reach into the different sites. So that's always uh, that's that's always helpful. But it's the backpack is, gets heavier. Mm. Otherwise, I, um, I I think I mostly have where I've been called into a project where they're like. Okay, we have this project. Uh, it's not going very well. We need some help. We have a deadline here, and then you look at the code, and it's like copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, and select everything from CRM, change one attribute, save it back, and they're like, CRM is going really slow, and then <laughs> audit trail is looking like crap, and yeah, and then it's <clears throat> yeah, you start king button screaming and can't deliver crazy things like this. And, and and working with that that's always fun yeah, be the hero yeah. but but not really <laughs> yeah 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 okay yeah i see this that's happened sometimes yeah okay um so so let's go back to to your podcast then um so you've been running this for 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 five years now um so why did you start this podcast five years ago um so it, it was a couple of colleagues of mine that recommend some other developer uh, podcasts. So I've always been commuting back and forth to work. And, and they said, oh, well, you should listen to these 
podcast and I started listening to .NET Rocks and I really enjoyed those guys. Uh, so they've been doing podcasts since 2002, I think, before podcast was even the thing. And I think they're up to 1,500 shows or something like that now. Oh, that's a lot, yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. So then once I got into those, I started like, okay, oh, let's search for CRM. And then I like, okay, it wasn't any. That was like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Then a couple of weeks later, I was, well, that's not actually too bad. That's actually an opportunity right there. So I was like thinking, ah, oh, perhaps they should. And then I noticed that uh, some other guys started uh, CRM Talk, was it, uh, in June 2013 then? And then I was like, yeah, I got to do this now. I got the opportunity to uh, buy some stuff then, so some audio gear and some other gear and then... Uh, thinking about guests and how to do this and figuring things out. And then you were the first guest, actually. Yeah. Back in September 2013, then. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It doesn't feel like five years ago. Uh, time <laughs> flies. It does, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we were talking about like tools or something like that. I we? think that. Yeah. But uh, l- l- we will have to check the notes for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, what, what if you look if you just look back at it generally, what 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 what's your uh, what's your feeling? Do you do you think it was it's been a, it's been a nice time? I, I suppose you have, right? Yeah, I, I, initially I was like, uh, let's set a short goal so I know I can reach it. So I said, let's do once a month for ten episodes, and then I will take the summer off because I started in September and then summer in Sweden is we're the northern hemisphere, so that's June and July or perhaps August and so I said let's let's do 10 episodes then take a summer break and then let's see how it goes and I really enjoyed it and after those 10 episodes I was like yeah this can actually work so I just kept going after those two months of summer break there and been doing podcasts ever since and I actually enjoy it and it's a lot of fun lot to get to talk to interesting people and i've learned so much by interviewing people about stuff that i don't know much about mm, okay yeah. yeah okay so so I, when you look at when you look at i have some kids they always look at these like failure clips on on youtube so yeah. i i have to ask you what is like if you have if we would make a like a failure clip on youtube of of serum rocks what would that be oh so that will probably be the one time that I managed to record just white noise instead <laughs> of actual audio. So I had to go back, ask the guest one more time to do the exact same interview w- w- again. And that was terrible. And I don't want to mention names because I don't want people to go listen to that episode specifically. But... But that I had to record twice because I just had to scrap the entire thing. It was totally, I, I couldn't use any of it. So that was probably the worst time. Otherwise, it's gone pretty good. Have you been really stomped during a, uh, during a session or when you have, uh, during an interview? Like, uh, yeah, but, but I have the opportunity that I do the editing. 
you do the editing, yeah? <laughs> so yeah. You, you can edit out the stomping. <laughs> yeah, so that that's the beauty with doing things yourself. You can just okay, let's let's remove that. I I I'm I'm sounding stupid, so just cut cut cut. Now I feel incredible again. So yeah. I'm the so, superhero. So, so the, the, the like the follow up question to that is like how much do you edit, right? Oh, I edit a lot. Okay. So every episode, I think I spend about four hours just editing one hour of, of audio. Okay. So that's, that's and, and I spend perhaps an hour just editing the first 15 minutes. Okay. And, and that's always because I want to make sure that people get into the content before I sort of relax a bit and just, okay, now I can let things slip. Mm. Uh, and so I do a lot of that, and, and and to me it's very important to get a good audio quality so people can bear listen to. It. So so that's always been important to me, and I, and I try to really so together with the guests. So do you have a microphone? Do you have a headset? Does it work together with the computer right? Is it set up right? Otherwise, crap in, crap out. Even if the the content is good, if people doesn't can't listen to it it's it's no use to them mm, yeah yeah okay so uh, some any any other times that you feel like okay and you you just want to give up or you, you feel totally lost uh well it's always the times when when people i send out five invitations and no one responds or i sometimes people get i mean i i tend to um reach out to people on twitter or linkedin and and people are busy i get it but uh, when when i get the fifth cancellation one month or third cancellation a month that's like oh i'm not going to be on time this this month and that sucks and try to get back then it's it's always a little bit extra work and i yeah that's when i feel like oh, oh. yeah well you can always and, call me you know so you, we, we can always have a chat yeah, yeah, that, that's always nice to hear. And, yeah. and 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 if you you now I'm talking to people who are listening. If you have something to talk about, just reach out to me. Just search for Serum Rocks or Marcus Allens on on Twitter or LinkedIn, and just send me a note and let's uh, let's see what we can do. And and that's why I sort of do it. I I find things that I think interesting on twitter or people paste things on linkedin or i find interesting things on conferences like an episode on people that have interesting talks so then i reach out to those i find them oh would you come on the show because then it's easier for them as well they prepared already and they have a win for just coming here with perhaps similar material they can't show things but they can still talk about it mm. so so those people are trying to reach out to so it's easier yeah yeah that's good yeah um so how do you i mean you've been doing this for five years how do you keep the energy it's, it, it can't be easy right to, to always have energy to do this month month after month i have some months when i have a blog, blog and i sometimes i like i i have months when i don't do anything uh, so it's 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 hard, I think, from from my perspective. So how do you do it? Uh, well, sometimes I, I feel like ah, oh, I don't I don't bear it anymore. But but then you find something that's okay. I I want to know more about this new stuff the hair then and then i like okay let's find someone that's writing about it, and then I get to interview them. So I get to learn while interviewing and just putting it online so that's so then when that's how i get the energy back sort of 
okay, I, I want to know more about it, some new features or something that I haven't actually quite figured out yet. So then I call someone. So that's that's how it works. I ask about stuff that I want to know about. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Um, and I mean, there, there, since you started, there were there's been a lot of other pods uh, that started um, uh, Serum Audio and uh, with Gus's blog, Gus's pod. And um, so, so there's um, well, let's say let's call it competition uh, uh, in the in the space. So, what do you think about them? Well. I would say it's about the same thing as you and me. I, I don't see us as competitors. I mean, it's, it's this dynamics community against other communities. And if we can do better and provide more value to the community as whole, then I think it's all the better. Uh, I'm a bit more technical. Some others talk about other stuff. I mean, as long as... I mean, there are a lot of MVPs. You don't compete with all of the other MVPs, do you? No, no, I don't compete at all. I, no, I compete. So, <laughs> so, so that's basically the same for me. I mean, we try to serve yeah. or, or gain our edge so we can, as a community then, get better than, than other communities and try to get it e as it can be to get into dynamics. And... and um, I learn from doing this, and I hope other learn from listening to to CRM Rock. So, all the better. Yeah, 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 excellent answer. I think I think I think that's that's how I think most people that are in the community actually see it that we are helping each other out. Um, so I think that's that's I think we all need to learn from that. And I think that's also if there's somebody else wants to start a pod, I think they they should they should probably th- learn from that as well. If they, yeah, there's always room. It's, it's, yeah, and if you want me to bash them, then you have to invite them so they can get the opportunity of sort of getting me back while we're talking. I don't want to bash people when they're not around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in, in, I mean, when you're having all these uh, people in your in your in your pod and you have to in- interview them, how do you how do you come up with interesting questions? It took me some time to just figure out some interesting questions to to ask you for this. So how how do you do it? Well, I so I've been listening to the .NET Rocks for quite some time, and and they're pretty good at sort of asking questions. So how do you get started? How do you get into this? What's the pitfalls and all that? So I basically just copy the scheme and just go with that. I mean, it's pretty easy once I figured that part out. So it's it's like okay, I have a new fields. How do I get started with it? What's the broad overview strokes, the whiteboard? Some people talk about that. What's elevator pitch? And then what's the detail? How can you get into the the areas? And and then I just work into the details and, and ask about sort of, yeah, okay, what's the news? Okay, what's the news in that? Then sort of, sort of, that's how I do it. Yeah, okay. So, so what what will be the the, uh, the future for for CM Roxanne? Well, I always wanted a co-host, so I have more energy, and perhaps it would be interesting to have three people, not just me, asking questions. Perhaps if there were three, me and a co-host interviewing guests, then perhaps it would be 
more of a discussion, but uh, we will see about that. And perhaps I would endure twice a month than every other week instead of just once a month. But uh, that's uh, that's still in the the planning phase and not really if I actually have the time right now. But, but let's see if uh, I can do that. And I mean, I always had improvements, like I want to have music, intro music, but I haven't had time to actually figure that one out. There's always room for improvement, so yeah. So if anybody here is listening and has some good intro music, you can uh, you can talk to Marcus about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of or, course. Or if you want to be co-hosted with Marcus, you can talk about, yeah. about that as well, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, that's pretty great. So uh, and I think if you were if this was a Chinese uh, interview in a prison camp, they would ask you, uh, "What have we not asked you that we should have asked you?" Um, so let's ask. Uh, let me, I'm asking you this question now. Well, what should I ask you that I have I have not asked you? Uh, or uh, let me rephrase the question. If you, if you were to ask yourself an interesting question, what would that be? Okay, so if you want to go into podcasting, how do I get started? And it, it, perhaps that would be interesting. So I started just searching for podcasts. How do I do podcasting? Where do I start? And it's got a lot easier since since I started. I mean, we're doing the interview here now, and we just have a browser tab open and and putting the microphones into computer, and off we go. So that's pretty easy nowadays. And then download it, mix it together, edit it, cut it. Yeah. So what? 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 So let's take that in steps. And so first of all, you you record it, and you have there. You, you use some kind of program for that. Do you need to buy that program? Uh, no, this one is free. I use I use the free version of this Zencaster.com. So it's a service. Okay. But you can pay for it so you get better audio quality. You get Wave. Now I just get MP3s, but since it's talk, it's good enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, 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 you, then you edit it, you said, right? Yeah. So yeah. I put it into Audacity. So that's a free auditing, or sorry, free audio editing software. So I just add the tracks together. And then I actually have a separate track, backup track nowadays for my own. So I have a real mic that don't actually go into the computer because I think that's slightly better audio for my my part then. So I just make sure that they're in sync. And then I start editing, start deleting things that are um, uh, stuff like that. Then everywhere people pause, perhaps cough some, then edit out that stuff, mix it together, then some balance. Mm, I put myself a little bit to the left and the guest, guest a little bit to the right. So if you have two headphones, then you feel like you're between me and the guest and stuff like that to get the touch right. Okay, yeah, interesting. And then, then you have to publish this somewhere. Um, I've 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 noticed that you are on like some some standard pod uh, place, and I also noticed some other pods are like on SoundCloud and stuff like. That. What's the difference between that? Um, not sure actually. Um, I think it's easier to to get it on Sound SoundCloud, but I I didn't discover that when I started. So I did some research and I didn't find it. So I just started uh, uh, and then hosting the media on. Blueberry, 
and paying for that every month and then some host where I have the show notes and the feeds and, and then sending it off to iTunes and and that's most of that is automatic nowadays but uh, when I started it was manual steps all the way and that took some time before I got that set up but now it's just I publish it on one place and off it goes okay okay yeah so, 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 do you need some special hardware for this? Do you have like uh, microphones for like uh, two thousand euros, or what do you? No, I well, on my part, I have uh, not two thousand euros, but perhaps a hundred euros. Yeah. I bought a, a real some uh, singing microphone and then some air puff mouth and and a little bit of that stuff, so it sounds good and it's consistent and and all of that. So. Um, that's the one thing that I put into my recorder, and that's a, a little recorder that I have here besides my computer here, so I could go to a conference and do an interview live. I never actually, well, I have actually done that, but that was a long time ago. I haven't been able to go to conference for like ages. It's due. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to Phoenix? Uh, sadly, no. But uh, hopefully, this spring, when the conferences come to Europe, uh, I will definitely get some time to okay. to do that. Now, me and my colleague, we're on own buses, so we said, yeah, we're gonna go. So we'll definitely go to at least one. Yes. And then, what, what do what do you think? Where, which one do you think you should go? If some some people want to meet you. Uh, I will probably go to extreme because that's a bit more technical, a bit more partner focused than Serum UG, and that's where my focus lies. So I will probably end up there once it's heading to Europe. And I haven't been looking lately if they've uh, said any place or date, but that's probably where I will be next, uh, so people can meet me in person. Yes. Okay. That will be some time yet. Perhaps February or April. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. So, if people want to know some more about you, where 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 should where should they where should they go? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. You can search for me, and and then please send a note, write something. That's always so I know you're listening, or if you're working with something or or something like that. And then I'm on Twitter. I'm not very active on Twitter. I mostly read, and then I publish my episodes there. I have some Facebook page just for that. I should be on Facebook, so I have some Serum Rocks there as well. Um, or or write a comment on the serumrocks.com uh, page there. See what you like, what didn't you like, stuff like that. I'm always interested to to know what people think about the episodes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, good. And then and then and is anywhere else you're going to uh, you you're going to be staying in in uh, is it Lund that you're living in? I'm living in Lund, so we will probably get an office in Malmö soon. We don't even have an office yet, so I'm I'm living at the customer sites there now, where I go there, work together with them, and then I go home again. Okay. So those are my sort of colleagues now, but uh, we're soon to get a place in close to Copenhagen. So. Um, that that's my airport if I want to go someplace. I fly from Copenhagen. Yeah. So if people want to sort of go visit you, they have to go to Malmo, and that's where you're probably going to be sort of staying around until the extreme. Then 
yeah, that's the place. Yep. Or uh, or send me a note and we will pro- can hook up online. Uh, otherwise, Skype, whatever. Yes, great. Okay, I think uh, I think we're we're almost uh, done there. Uh, if there's anything else you want to add, then please do so. No, thank you. Okay, so thanks thanks a lot, and I think that brings us to the end of this episode sixty seven. And uh, thank you all for listening to the uh, to CM Rocks, and uh, see you next time.